0: It's the Brian and Jen podcast. She is the angelic, adorable, and sometimes even accurate. My best friend, (laughs) Jennifer Horn. Oh, and she's also the conservative crusader.
1: Sometimes accurate, please. Well, I have a ninety-nine point nine percent record of my accuracy. Like, ivory soap? To?
0: like ivory soap. Like ivory That's right. No, you, that's right. I, I had to think of an A word.
1: Like <laughs> I can think of a few. Don't ask me. <laughs> That's great. Sometimes. You never yeah. know. Sometimes I am. Yeah. I, I I understand. Uh, and Brian Whitman, of course, is our lovable liberal. He is the, the, the most talented impressionist that I have ever heard. He does everybody from Donald Trump.
0: That's right. I mean, I do. It's like uh, you're such a you're such like a bad person to ask me. To John a, Kerry. I'm John Kerry, virtually reporting for duty at the Democratic National B- Convention. Bill Clinton. I want to say to you that the buck stops here. And I don't think Donald Trump knows that. This has been our virtual convention brought to you, sponsored by Lunesta, a natural and, sleep aid.
1: That's right. It's been a snooze. We're going to talk about that convention in a second. But of course, we have to mention the man of the hour, former Vice President Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. Why would you mention me, Corn Pop?
1: <laughs> Thank you. I just Why would to it take a test? Pop?
0: Why would to take a test, Corn Pop? <laughs> Anyone who disagrees with him. Or takes an yeah. aggressive tone or even a even an not adversarial, an opposing alternative perspective. It becomes corn pop. And That's I'd like right. to see that everybody's, after debates. Everybody's hold corn on. pop. Hold on, Joe. I believe the payroll tax should be cut. Hey, corn pop. Why don't we just give the money to the people who lost their jobs? Joe, you're shouting. You are like really weird. I'm weird, huh? I know you're trying to goad me. Come on, man. Why don't I take a test? I'm not cuckoo. <laughs> I'm Joe Biden. Babble, 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 babble. <laughs> Bye, corn pop. See what I mean, folks? I'm Donald Trump. I can't. I
1: can't I'm the wait. Only man who me. can do this jab. <laughs> okay. I think that's right. But we have to talk about the virtual conventions because the DNC has gone virtual. Republicans are getting ready to go virtual, and I think Whitman, it's it's lacking. I, I to say, and I like to watch the live the live. Events, I think they're kind of cool. I mean, sometimes it gets a little off track and you go and you kind of tune around a little bit. But you would think that maybe if you knew you weren't going to have um, if you weren't going to have a live audience to bring enthusiasm and that and that feeling that buzz in the air that maybe you might I don't know. Check out someone from Hollywood who has some experience and put together something that's produced very well. I think there have been even some production issues with the yeah. Democrats' convention well, that are pretty glaring. And it, just aside from the content, because obviously I'm going to disagree with that, but just looking at it broadly, not politically, the, I think it's been a little bit disappointing. I mean, there's been some good moments, but well, I think
0: for many, I don't know how – I mean, the the ratings are down. It seems like
1: people are just sort of disappointed and not
0: paying attention. Yeah, and, and, and I would say, I mean, yeah, I, I am a Democrat. Uh, but I'm. But I'm. Uh, say that again. Uh, I'm sorry. I heard something in my headphones. <laughs> Somebody say, it. "I am a. I am a liberal." <laughs> you can say or, that again. some is sorry. But I believe that. Well, if you injected me with truth serum, what would I tell you? I am Jennifer. Don't you dare do say something nasty.
1: A classic liberal.
0: No, in terms of on the radio, I am here too. Are you kidding? <laughs> we work I'm here to entertain, <laughs> inform, do an. Oh, duh! Process.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Entertain first—that's yeah. our mantra. Yeah. Mantra, oh, of course. But I, you're you, talking you, about you're talking go, about no, politics. I'm, not, no. I'm sorry, no. I was in that space. Go right. ahead. Uh, right.
0: And in politics, on a television broadcast that is national, these conventions every four years, of course, have built and built and built to the point of just four years ago, where they are so well produced, like they are produced for television, political. But certainly they endeavor to be entertaining, to hold the viewers so that ultimately the vote goes to the guy or the lady they're nominating. So uh, the, the, the whole flip of 180 of the reality, this alternate universe, this new normal, call it whatever you'd like because of COVID-19 has created a situation where both parties are now doing these virtual conventions, as Jennifer eloquently described, and uh, they just weren't prepared for it. They weren't prepared for it in terms of actually how to do it. President Trump, when he announced on the Republican side that he was going to do it this way, it was kind of like a little secret he let out on them. But I I applaud the president for making that decision. I applaud Joe Biden for, for not going there. They have to do this. Now, you're right, Jen. It's boring. I wouldn't let anyone think I wouldn't want anyone to think what you'd like, actually. My opinion is that the 50 percent drop in ratings is because it's boring and and it's kind of a bummer to watch it because you know what it does? We think of balloons falling from the air and we think of air horns and traditional American presidential political conventions. And when you see something else, it's just another reminder of how our world has changed because of covid-19.
1: And I think it just not even having the the people do their segments or their lives spe- their speeches live or even in the same week. One of the criticisms of Michelle Obama, and there were very few. The mainstream news media loves her; she's a darling of the news media, certainly, and uh, and many American people love to watch Michelle Obama. But one of the problems is that she was actually not doing her speech live. She recorded it a couple of weeks ago. Her numbers for coronavirus were off. She didn't know Kamala Harris had been named as a vice president, and so as a vice presidential pick, and so it seemed pretty. Uh, it seemed like it was almost just thrown together a little ragtag instead of feeling like it even could have been a potential of it being live
0: sure you're you're, i agree with you and michelle obama the former first lady her speech was it it sounded and it appeared to be so-called in the can as if it was done before and sent along because it was and the reason i I would suspect it was is because this is a first time ever for these parties which do hire professional producers etc uh probably from hollywood where Jen and I do the Brian and Jen podcast, but, you know, they uh, probably to control it so they'd have the speeches and throw to they're doing something all new in their control booth, not to get technical. So they probably wanted that speech at the time Michelle Obama gave it, you know, because they want to be prepared for this to run as smoothly as as they can. But unfortunately, the time we're in and and the places the various speakers are in instead of one convention hall makes this altogether new.
1: Yeah, it is a whole lot different. And certainly whether or not the messages are, are, connecting, I think from a political perspective. And we can kind of wrap it up with this because we, uh, we're in the week of the DNC next week. We can talk about on next week's pod, on the next podcast, we can talk about certainly the Republicans crack at this. Not only are the production elements there that, uh, that bit of just ugh, snooziness. But you also have the Democrats complaining a lot about President Trump. And you'd expect some of that because clearly no. that's why they think they're going to make a better choice. What I yeah. have not heard a lot of is the meat, at least yet. I haven't heard the meat of what they think is is different policy that would mm-hmm. make things better. I hear a lot about Trump isn't equipped. Trump can't do this. Mm-hmm. Trump can't do that. And I think really, for the, we're so divided right now. And I think you'll agree with this. The people that are behind Trump are behind Trump. The people who are on the Democrat side are maybe not necessarily enthusiastic by Biden, but they have such a dislike for President Trump that they are really all gung ho about that. I mean, I'm sure there are a few that are excited about Biden, but the people in the middle, I think, are actually looking for meat. They're tired of hearing about how people feel and what emotions they have. They want to hear about who is going to be setting up in front of me with these platform points and who is going to be doing what on the other side. And I think so far, at least, we haven't gotten that from the Democrats.
0: People People are living in a very different reality right now with regard to COVID, coronavirus, Uh, uh, I speak for myself Jennifer we had our own battle with it I tested positive Jennifer clearly you had it my love I think and but your test was negative but we know the tests are so screwed up point is that this issue coronavirus is one that it happens to be the top issue voters are thinking about but President Trump and it's you said you know people are behind Trump behind Trump and that's okay you're right People who are against Trump are against Trump, and that's okay, and that's all right. And, and, and your theory is correct, because if we remember the primaries back before COVID-19, when we talked about when the primaries were happening, the Iowa caucus, New Hampshire, etc., when Democratic primary voters were asked, in terms of who they were going to select to nominate, what's the most important quality for that candidate to have? They answered, in large numbers, more than 50%, the ability to beat Donald Trump. So yeah. it, is, it is A, okay. For that to be the motivator to remove the incumbent. I'm talking for me now and for anyone else who holds this. It's OK. It's politics. You have you let your voice be heard. If the incumbent is uh, just so far and away from what you expect in terms of behavior, in terms of words, in terms of statesmanship as an American president, it's absolutely OK to go. Well, I'm and, not saying it's, it's, n- well, it's OK to go and vote. To get that person out, yeah and and accept a former vice president or accept a mayor of some city, or and people ought not be told what 's legitimate for them no. to vote. On. But
1: look, and it's, it's, that's fine. I'm talking about the people in the middle who haven't made up their minds yet. If you want to reach those people and they're the ones who are going to decide this election, you have to be able to present your ideas. And I really think that Democrats, and I know we're up against our time here, but Democrats yeah. are in a way not wanting to commit to it because they don't want to lose the moderates because they're leaning so much to the left. Joe Biden saying he's going to govern as the most far left president in our history. He doesn't yeah. necessarily want to get on the record with his exact ideas because he probably doesn't want to have to run the risk of disenfranchising the yeah. moderates. And at the same time, when he does something like he did on Monday's uh, DNC night number one and said that he supports most police officers and most police officers are good, well, then he loses the energy from the people on the far left of the party. So I yeah. think they're actually non-committal on purpose because there's actually a big fracture in the in the Democrat Party.
0: When you speak of the people in the middle, look at most of the polls right now. Democrat, former Vice President Joe Biden is winning with most of those people in the middle right now. But we'll uh, answer your question, by the way. People should have something to vote for, not just something to vote against. I fundamentally agree with that in principle. I certainly do believe that. And uh, look, both parties are not going to get the oomph from these conventions that we see historically because they're just not the same conventions. You yeah, know what I mean? no, I agree. All right. We shall wait and see. I say we shall critique the GOP convention next time we get together here on the Brian and Jen podcast.